0: to Breaking the Wall podcast. As always, it's me, Brandon. And today, I actually got a DM a couple weeks ago from someone who listened to the podcast. She's a dancer who I worked with at a couple summer uh, workshops with. um, Really talented dancer. Uh, But when I met her, she was actually going to school to be an engineer, which is incredible. And I was excited for her. I mean, we all pick our career paths based on what we think is best for us. But I got this DM from her and she was actually talking about getting back into dance professionally. So, you know, their worry about this, they were excited, of course, they're like, you know, dance is something I really love and I'm really excited about, but their worry was just the process of getting back in, right? They were worried about What it would be like after being out for so long, you know, they weren't getting that heavy dance schedule that college dancers typically get, and they really just didn't know where to begin. So I wanted to make an episode about how to ease back in if you are someone who's kind of in her shoes of stepping back in and trying to find some consistency in your dancing after taking some time off. So this is something that I'm actually excited to talk about because I faced this... Uh, About a year and a half ago, when um, I was getting back into a show, I was in, I've been in this show for two and a half years, but it's been divided by a two year pandemic. So getting back into it was terrifying for me. This was, um, I mean, I love the show, but it's a very physical show. It's a very um, athletic show. It is hard. It is complex. It is, it takes a lot of skill. And for me, you know, I haven't been dancing consistently since March 2020. Um, I was, you know, two years older than I was. I was pushing 30, which I know 30 is not that old. Once you, if you're not 30 yet, you'll hit there and you're like, oh, okay, I'm still pretty young. But still, at the time, I was like, two years is very different. Two years at 30 is very different from two years at 18, right? And for me, I haven't learned much choreography over that time, too. So I was questioning my physical ability, my mental, um, my emotional stability. How do I do something this consistently? How do I change my schedule so quickly? Um, you know, I felt more fragile, more injury prone. But also, there was just so much uncertainty, right? I think that was kind of the scariest part. And I, the big uncertainty for me was like, am I going to be any good, right? I had all this fear around physicality, mental health, or emotional health, like how I would be able to sustain such a um, hard role. And it was really like, am I good enough to still do this? Right. But also, I I mean, I think this is valid and also maybe a little irrational at the same time, if, that, if that's possible. Um, but, you know, I had a fear that the Juilliard kid who was about to graduate college was about to come and steal my job, right? Of course, this wasn't true. And (laughs) of course, there was tons of space and me for me and my particular job to really navigate my way back into it and try to figure it out. And I had some time to do that. But the fear was still there. Um, But For this episode, if you are feeling this way, if you have ever taken some time off or you're thinking about taking some time off, maybe this episode will be useful for you. But I wanna share just three ideas to just help you get started to ease your way back into dancing after taking this time away. For me, the number one thing that's important is to just start small and accessible. Yeah, so starting small, starting with something that feels accessible for you right now, and that's gonna look different for everyone. But if you're trying to get back into dancing, I think it's important that you kind of just commit to what I like to call the one more rule. So just doing one more thing than you're already doing. Yeah. So this looks like committing to one more dance class than you've been taking. Right. And commit to that dance class for a month. Right. Commit to the same teacher or same style for this whole time. Right. If you haven't been taking any dance classes for the past year. Be like, I'm gonna take one class every week for the next month and see what's happening, right? If we add too much too fast, we really risk burning out or overloading our bodies, which can lead to physical injury, which is not the goal, right? That's one of those fears that we have when we do take some time away. And, you know, what this one more rule does and why I love it so much is that it helps us make big challenges more easily to digest and more easily uh, or more easy to dive into, right? I'll go to one more audition this week or I'm gonna have one meatless meal this week or I'm going to go to the gym one more time than I did last week. And after some time, right, a couple of weeks or so, give yourself the space to just renegotiate the things you need. So maybe after a month, you're like, you know what, this class actually isn't a good fit for me and what I need for my goals moving forward. Or it's like, this class is great, I'm going to add another one. Or, you know, this wasn't that good, but I know that I can sustain one class a week and I think I can push for two. So now I'm going to add one more, right? So we can slowly build over time instead of being like, okay, I'm getting back into dancing and it's going to be every day from 10 to 4.30 because that's what everyone else is doing. I get that impulse, And I get that urgency. I feel that. But in the long run, it's not going to be as useful. Yeah? You know, we don't want to burn out. We don't want to risk injury. We don't want to find, uh, uh, you know, we don't want to miss or miss things by just being busy. So that's the first one. Just start small and start with accessible. And that, like I said, that's going to be different for everyone. The second one. That I want to leave you with. Is start or continue cross training. Yes. Cross training. And we're really getting into the physical stuff in this episode. But while you weren't dancing. Maybe you found another form of movement. That you really loved. And I want to encourage you to keep doing that. If anything. Maybe you've done a lot of physical movement. A lot of other things outside of dance. Maybe just swapping Out one of those for some dance, right? So having a little trade. So you're not really adding onto your schedule. You're just replacing um, one activity for another. But keeping these cross-training practices or adding these in are going to be so helpful when you're trying to dive back in. So the value of taking like a Pilates class, yoga, doing some weight training or any other physical activity outside of the dance studio or in conjunction with class is a really necessary and healthy balance for anyone who's pursuing a career in dance. So even if you are listening to this and you're like, you know, Brent, I've been in this thing. I did four years of college dancing. I, you know, I take this many classes a week. I think that's great. I think we can also add in these other styles or these other movement practices as well. It's a great way to rebuild strength, and honestly, it doesn't need to be a lot. Once again, you can use the one more rule, just, okay, I don't go to the gym right now. I'm going to go once a week. Um, but if we have that, if we put, we, I mean, as dancers, we put our bodies through so much already that we want to be careful not to overpower it. Um, but like I said, it's a great way to build strength. And if that, is, if that's our goal, as we re-enter the dance world, I think we should really hold on to that. Uh, the final, oh, I guess not the final one. I guess I have two more for you, everybody. What a surprise. It's not top three, it's top four. Uh, the next one is to just be specific about what you're going for. Yeah. Be specific about what you're going for. And Maybe in your time away, you gain some perspective about what you really want. And I think that's actually kind of the value of taking a step back, taking some time away from dance. I think we keep ourselves so busy with classes and what we should be doing. We never really ask ourselves what we want to do. I think it's good to be well-rounded and take multiple styles of dance classes, but maybe not as at first when you're diving back in. Maybe not diving into what you used to know maybe taking your newfound knowledge of of having that space and making choices that better align with what you really want. So if you're trying to dance professionally, move towards classes that are going to set you up for those types of jobs that you're going for. Hip-hop for more commercial roots, jazz if you're thinking musical theater, contemporary for more of the concert concert dance world. Uh, You know, I I think I'm kind of tapping around this idea, but uh, ooh, tap for musical theater at tap. Um, but I think sometimes we feel like we have to do it all at once. And in reality, it's probably not the best for us to hone in, try to hone in multiple different ideas, but really focus on just the one. So once again, we don't hit that overwhelm. I think we grow up with a lot of I should statements. You need to be taking more ballet. You need to be taking modern. You need or you should be doing this. You should be taking voice lessons. You should like there's so many of that, especially as we're growing up in dance, and in reality, we just don't have the time to do it all in adulthood, right? Maybe when you're a kid and you can like stack these extracurriculars on top of each other and you have the energy for that every day, that's great. But in reality, it's not the it's not possible when you get older. We have bills to pay, we have responsibilities, we have all these things, so we need to make time for our classes, right? We We need to make this space, but we can't do it all, especially not all at once. And once again, we can have a more well-rounded training program eventually. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you can't eventually have a schedule that is more full, more uh, diverse in terms of styles. But start by doing the thing closest to the bigger job or project you want, yeah? Get specific, about what you're going for and find the classes that are going to be, you know, related to that thing first. And then you can start to fill in the gaps as time goes on. The final thing I want to leave you with, everybody, is just this idea of trusting your body. It's a little more of a mental shift than an actual like tactic of like, okay, I'm going to do this. But I want to encourage you all just to trust your bodies to remember what your mind thinks you forgot. Yeah, trust your body to know the pathways. Remember what your mind thinks it forgot. So, I think a lot of times getting back into this is just a mental game, right? When I got back into work, you know, we had to remount a show without any video help. We only had each other, and the solos, the duets, the things I've done a hundred times in this show two years prior, they really felt distant to me. Like, I wasn't thinking about them. I didn't know when we were going back, if I was ever going back to do this work. I'm like, I started doing podcasting, coaching. You know, I there was a part of me that thought, maybe I'm done performing, right? And that's stressful, especially when you're back in a space where you're like, okay, surprise, I guess I am doing this now. But what was incredible about this, and it was truly magic and excitement and The thing that, you know, encouraged me to, you know, okay, maybe I do still have this. But once I was in the space, it was amazing to see how my body found those pathways again, found the things that I remembered. Sure, it was hard, right? It was hard to one, remember, but two, it was physically, I needed to build some strength, blah, blah, blah. There was a lot of that. It was more effort. But after really not dancing much in those two years, I was still able to find my way in. And I think if you have a dance training background and you took some time off and you're getting back into it, you know how class works. You understand an audition, even if you're not, if that's not your full-time practice right now, you you remember, oh, this is how you point your feet. This is how I... Uh, Extend through my legs. You know, it's not going to be the same, right? It's not going to be something you're building on from two years ago. It's You're going to be refining it again. But the point is, it's still there. And trust your body to know those pathways, know what it's like to be a dancer in the room, and be okay with those results, right? More often than not, this whole process is a mental game we play, right? The anticipation of what it's going to be like it's just way worse than what the actual action of getting back in is. Yeah. So I hope this was helpful for you all. I know for me, that two years was full of anxiety. That time away was full of anxiety. Getting back in had a lot of anxiety to it, a lot of questions. But remember, you have the information you need and you also just, just start small, right? Start with the basic things. We don't need to rush into it. At, for many of you listening, this is still the very beginning of your career. And even if it isn't, even if you are you know, starting your career later in the game, in your mid-20s, late-20s, early-30s, like you can use these practices and find things that work for you. right? That's what it's all about. Find the things that work for you and help you be consistent. Um, but if you love this, as always, please send me a message. If you have other ideas for podcast episodes, I love to hear those leave us a review if you are like, man, I love this podcast. You can even quote me there. You can say, man, I love this podcast right there and accompany it with some five stars. But you know where to find me at? It's Brandon Coleman on Instagram or at Breaking the Wall Podcast. Thank you all for listening. It means the world to me and I will see you all in another episode. Bye, everybody.